Welcome to the Exec MBA Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, I'm excited to share my recent conversation with Pam Peace. Pam is a second-year student in our Executive MBA class in 2024, and she and I recently connected to talk more about her background, how she decided to pursue an MBA, what led her to DART, her experience here, both in and out of the classroom, and so much more. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here is my interview with Pam Peace. Pam, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Brett. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have you here. Um, how are you? How are you doing? It's a snow day here in the Washington D.C. metro area. Cold outside. Are you surviving? I am surviving. I, I love snow days. Being inside, that is. Uh, I think snow days can be thinking days because you don't have to worry about being out and about in the snow if you don't have to. Uh, it is an on-grounds weekend for us here uh, in the Washington D.C. area. So. I will say that I'm missing seeing uh, my classmates uh, today, but I do intend to um, give them big hugs tomorrow when I see them. Yeah, y'all are in quarter nine. How does that feel? Oh, you know, there's an additional elation that's coming with um, quarter nine, but then there's also a bit of sadness because it is going to come to an end. Um, but I am really excited to apply all of uh the experiences and the exposures that I had through the Starden experience um, in the next chapters of whatever it is I'm going to do with my life when I grow up. Um, but this is this has been a, a, a fantastic challenge. Um, but I am I'm I'm ready to to actually pass the torch to the next um, cohort of Dardeners uh, to to actually have their run at the the experience that we've had. Yeah, for our listeners who are just learning about the program. Quarter nine is the second to last quarter for our executive MBA students. So Pam and her classmates are currently taking electives and they'll be doing that for one more quarter. And then they'll have a week-long residency in Charlottesville, what's called Leadership Residency 2 or LR2, and then graduation. So definitely on the downhill side, maybe about three or four more months uh, to go here at this point. It's interesting. I was down in Charlottesville for the CEO uh, of 21st Century Leadership course with Dean Beersley and Mark Johnson. Um, and it was, you know, sort of a prelude of seeing what it was going to be like when we're there for LR2 graduation, the beautiful Forum Hotel, which I, I absolutely commend um, the designers and the vision for putting it uh, where it is on campus. Um, but it certainly made me realize that this is this is this is happening. I'm going to finish this. And I was saying to some of my classmates in in that class, it said, this is it for us. We are all going to push each other across the line if we have to. Um, but we're we're going to do this together. And it's uh, it's been a fantastic ride with with the group trying to to make sure that we're all staying together and learning and and helping each other through this process. Well, that's really cool that you participated in that January term elective. J-term electives are new for the executive MBA and part-time MBA uh, students. So we didn't previously have a J-term, January term in our in our calendar, but we do now, which allows for this really cool alignment across programs. So um, I understand from just stories that I've heard in the halls, uh, there were residential full-time MBA students in your in your class. Uh, were there any part-time MBA students in that? There were. Yeah. There were. There was. It was the first time, to your point, of um, sort of gathering all parts of Darden into one course, one week, concentrated 
um, with amazing speakers. Uh, you know, I call them titans at the tables in their industries and really just giving us perspective with, of course, Dean Beardsley there and Mark Johnson to lend their voice and experiences as well. So quite um, the dynamic discussions that we had. Um, and yeah, it was it was good to actually meet uh, other members of the full-timers and the part-timers and coming together. We ended up having a, a happy hour event um, uh, one, day, one night while we were there. So that was a great way for us to connect with them as well, to hear their experiences, things that we could actually share as the executive MBA uh, cohort and just really... Um, get to know people. Relationships are everything. I think one of the things we learned from that class was, you know, it's about people and purpose. And Darden's purpose was to bring us together. And we found that there were a lot of people that have great leadership skills that will be future leaders um, in the world that came out of Darden. Well, that's great. I was really excited to hear about that class. Here was another elective that was happening up here in, in Roslyn, marketing leadership um, as well. I think so behavioral decision-making, a few other things uh, that we're running, all, all cool classes. So um, let's talk a little bit more about you, Pam. So uh, tell us more about your background. You know, what, what, who are you and what did you do before coming to Dart? Sure. So, um, wow, that's a, that's, that's a long run here. We probably don't have enough time for everything, but uh, I am one of eight children. Um, uh, my mother and I grew, uh, I grew up in Southern, uh, rural Virginia. Um, in a little place called King George County. My mother was a single mother who raised all eight of us together. And she can attest to the different personalities that we all presented that she had to manage. I think that was a part of me realizing that uh, relationships and servicing was critical because it's a skill that we had to have growing up together. Um, I went to uh, Hampton University, which is a uh, HBCU in Virginia. Um, I'm married mother of two. Um, I work in the financial industry. I do uh, client service for um, an institutional investment company. It's under the umbrella of Prudentials called PGEM. Um, and I run a team of extremely talented individuals um, who work out of the New Jersey office. So interesting for me, I live in Alexandria but I work in New Jersey, uh, so do a commute uh, on a weekly basis from Alexandria to Virginia to work for the company that I've been with for about eight years. Um, for me, it's you know it's been a constant journey of of learning and trying to figure out you know what am I gonna uh, do differently uh, for me, uh, educational wise. Um, personal-wise, like I, I ran my first marathon at 40 um, and then decided that I was going to do six more after that because it was how much can I really push uh, myself to, to do things at different times in my life and not be limited by, um, you know, a norm or an age or something that uh, is standard to the traditional straight line model. So, um with that, I said, okay, well, I'm going to try to do this thing where I'm going to work in New Jersey and live in Virginia and do a commute back and forth. But again, back to the the purpose, right, was can I take something that was so challenging for me uh, to leave my family, to go do this, um, to develop new skills and exposure um, and experiences in a different place by myself? Um, and the answer was yes. But 
it took a lot of support from different people in my life. So another part that I uh, think is a part of who I am is leaning on the people in my life. My husband is my anchor um, to really help me get through different uh, aspects and challenges uh, within my life. Um, so then uh, working for this company for about eight years now in New Jersey, which I love, um, I deal with institutional clients all over the world. Uh, they bring a different level of exposure, culture, um, and gratitude on my part of being able to service them in a way that helps them meet their financial needs. Um, and because of that exposure and that curiosity of people, I felt like I needed to continue to pursue education. And what was that going to mean for me personally? What was it going to mean for my daughter? Uh, my son, what was it going to mean for the people that I'm responsible for at PGM? Um, and it was kind of a lead by example. You've always wanted to do this thing with an MBA. You weren't sure where you're going to do it, how you're going to get it done, but why not do it now, right? And so with that, I said to my husband, I think I want to get my MBA. Um, and his response was, okay, go do it. Where are you going to go? Um, and so then this led me to the journey of exploring um, what would be the optimal university institution for me to pursue this next goal of pushing myself, education, curiosity, and leading by example in the seat that I was sitting in. All right. So what led you to Darden? What was it about Darden specifically that really resonated with you? Well, it's it's interesting. So flying in from from New Jersey on a weekly basis, I would see the Sands Family Ground building coming down the <laughs> the flight path, and it was the big orange garden sign. I used to work in Arlington for the company that um, uh, before I, I moved to PGM, so I knew the area and I knew the location. And every time I would fly in and I would see it, that was like my first curiosity of, what if you could get into Darden? I knew that UVA was a prestigious university. Uh, I knew uh, people in the area that attended the school. So it had the reputation, right, of the rigor and turning out really, really responsible um, citizens, but business leaders as well. So that was kind of the first thing. But obviously, there are other um, universities to explore. I lived and uh, worked in New Jersey, so I had to consider that as well. But I made a list of things that mattered to me um, personally and from an educational wise. Personally, I wanted to be able to see my family. Um, I was already moving back and forth to New Jersey. Um, I wanted to be amongst people that I knew had wildly diverse backgrounds, um, military, big cohort in that class. I wanted to hear from them. Different industries in Washington, D.C. area, all kind of came to, okay, that this checks the box for these, these two things. What about um, the education? I knew that Darden was really strong in, in business. And what really solidified it is when I realized that my former CEO of Prudential, John Strangfeld, was a Darden grad. And I started to explore how many other Darden grads were in my organization. And there was only one other that that I knew. And I said, well, what if I was the third that I would know of that would come through Darden? And then I would plant a seed, not only for myself, but for the organization in a different place. So that became, you know, 
everything pushing me towards Darden is the place that you want to go. And then I met you. Um, and the the feeling, the culture that you uh, demonstrated for me was the solidifying moment of saying there is a sense of community, there's a sense of individuality, there's a sense of collective um, education is paramount, yes, but forming a community around your university, your institution is very, very important. And it's about the people that you meet. And that's kind of what came through in my first meeting with you. And then I started meeting everyone else, uh, sitting in on a guest uh, uh, case, study, uh, case study lecture. That was fascinating to me to be able to read about current events, uh, to read about businesses going through different um, uh, crises or situations, and then having to think through how do you solve for this? And how do you solve for this in a different way? And that what that challenge was uh, the thing that I knew that I was looking for. So for me, it was kind of a, am I gonna get in to, to Darden was the question mark that I had. Um, and But I, I knew I needed to apply just to see what was gonna happen next. And I appreciate that point about community. I think sometimes I say this on the podcast all the time. Sometimes people think of, that is something that they have to give up when they do an executive MBA program. And I know that's something that you've really embraced during your time here at Darden. You've actually gotten involved as a leader uh, within your class. Uh, you want to talk a little bit more about that? Sure. So a big part of, of my ethos is leadership through service, uh, community service, servicing others. And um, running for uh, the vice president of community engagement, was right up my alley of not only allowing me to continue to serve and be a community connector, but it also allowed me to reach into um, the local community of Washington, D.C. on behalf of um, Darden. So it filled the bucket for me, too, of the thing that I like to do, community service, really giving back. I could do this through the school. I could bring my classmates in. We could do really great things for other people while we're getting our education so that we're filling that competency of leadership through service while we're getting our education as well. Um, it was extremely, extremely rewarding. Um, I think we made some great progress on a lot of the initiatives that we were working on. Um, for one of our partner schools that we had. Um, and I think it gave everybody a sense of we belong together. Again, that cultural thing that comes with your institution, your university, of we're doing this all together. Um, so that that was one of the, the great moments uh, that I know that I will remember from Darden as being uh, vice president of community engagement. You want to talk about some of the projects that you led. I feel like every time I came uh, to grounds and y'all were there, you were announcing, we've got another drive. We've got another yeah. thing we're, we're working. Yeah. So so it was a, a school in Washington, D.C. It's an underserved school in southeast D.C. that um, it's a charter and they needed uh, a partner, an educational partner. So some of the things we did was the, the back to school drive where we um, filled the baskets with all school supplies. Uh, we actually did um, a winter drive for them as well. We did uh, a Thanksgiving um, meal drive. Uh, we actually did some volunteering there as well. Um, personally, I'd done a lot of uh, mentoring with one of their advisors there, talking her through different uh, business aspects. So um, 
we'll continue it, but those were some of the things that each quarter we would try to uh, engage with with the school to keep them going. Um, I think just knowing that you've got a resource that you can call on for a lot of these schools that don't have anything um, or a lot of resources is a huge um, lift, a, a burden reliever for them when they know that they've got some a group that they can call on. So we're we're also passing that on to the the 2025s as well. I've written them a roadmap of who to engage with, um, and how they can actually support some of the things that we've done, uh, so that we can continue that legacy uh, with for Darden uh, throughout uh, each class. I appreciate that we get asked all the time about how our students are engaging uh, with people uh, in the community here in the Washington D.C. metro area. It's great to have those very, very specific examples. So, so Pam, you had thought about pursuing an MBA for a while, obviously, put a lot of time and effort into your decision. So you come to Darden, you're a brand new first year student. Uh, what was that adjustment like for you? Uh, there's, there's always an adjustment. So what it, was yours like? It was an adjustment. Um, so again, if you, if you can picture in your mind, um, all the things that I had on my plate at the time, right? I'm, I'm living in New Jersey part-time, flying back and forth, uh, engaging with clients across the globe, managing a team. And now I decided this crazy thing that you're gonna go and get your executive MBA. Um, and my initial thought when the first LR LR1 came about in August of 2022 was, holy smokes, how are you gonna do this? What have you done? <laughs> And are you really going to be able to get through this? So there was there were moments where I had to talk myself through, you can do this, this constant reinforcement, this awareness that, yes, this is a challenge, but it's a brief period of time. What do you need to do to help yourself get through it? So there were moments with that. And, and I would argue that most people in my cohort probably went through the same thing. Um, I think very few people would would say, oh, yeah, I came right in and I was ready to roll with it. But a lot of us had some anxiety, some level of uncertainty of what was this going to be like when we got into this experience and how to navigate it um, while we're doing it. So I would say the first thing that I had to say is you can't do it all. The lesson is you have to actually rely on other people in your personal life and your professional life and in your Darden life, because all of those people will help you carry the load to get you through this brief moment of a successful experience in the end. And so that's kind of what I had to, to navigate for myself. I'm not going to read every case. I just can't. I can skim them. I can rely on my uh, learning teams to help me. I can rely on other classmates that have expertise in those areas to help me. And I can give back that too, right? Not just a taker, but a giver as well uh, in the process. So I think those are, are things that really help me roll into, okay, I can find a rhythm. There are things that it's okay for me to give up for this moment in time. Um, there are things that I don't ha have to do in my personal life. My friends are important keep them and let them know what I'm going through because that was important too of saying I can't go out to dinner this weekend because I'm in on grounds but let's plan it out and then we can make something happen so I think having that awareness and really being able to say 
I can't have it all, but I can help give people the opportunity to help me have what I need at this moment in time. I think your point about, you know, kind of going through those, the, having that swirl of emotion, feeling like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? How am I going to make this work? Like, I'm glad you said that because I think that's something that every student who is coming into an MBA program, whether you're doing full-time MBA, executive MBA, part-time MBA, it's all part of the journey. If you're not, if you don't have that moment where you're like, oh my gosh, you, you might, you might not be thinking deeply enough about what you're embarking upon, but just know that that is part of the journey and you're going to be absolutely fine. Exactly. Well. You're going to be absolutely fine. Ride through the emotion and then make your list. Figure it out. Phone a friend. Um, and in fact, I have a friend who's actually doing Darden with me for that reason. So we're both are kind of going through the process where we're like, oh, my gosh, did you read the 10 cases? Well, no. Did you read five of them? Yes. Then I'll read the other five and we'll talk about what the dialogue is around it. Right. So there's a trust that you bring in into to this process. Right. You have to trust all the people that are in your lives, all the people at Darden that are in your lives, too, including the, the faculty to help you through it. Um, and there is a degree, I think, in leadership that is vulnerability. Um, and how much you can say, I trust other people to do these things because I can't do them all. So you're in your second year now, as we established early in the conversation, you're close to the end of the program. How does the second year compare to the first year? Uh, in our program, for folks who are learning, uh, the executive MBA program, first year is core, second year is electives. But beyond that, how would you describe how you feel now versus how it felt as a first year? Any, any thoughts, any insights you'd want to share? Yeah. Um, the second, the second year, it's, it's almost, it's a breath of fresh air. Um, there's, there's room to really, um, really relax a little bit more. Um, there's a lot more control over what your schedule is going to be because you're choosing the, the electives that you want to be in. Um, and you, I think for me, it's more now I'm focused on, how am I going to apply all of this, right? And what am I going to do? People ask me, well, so what are you going to do when you finish, right? What's the next thing? And I just said, I'm going to reclaim my time. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not filling the space with something else yet. Um, but I'm going to reclaim the time because I, when you need in the second year to be able to think about how you're going to apply all of this force and this energy that you put into the first year of making things happen. I think it's also a wonderful part in the second half for me to really spend time on me and thinking about, you know, where where are my skills um, going to be enhanced more with this experience? Um, what are the things that I do want to do going forward with um, the experience at Darden? Um, is it a board? I'm not sure. Is it, you know, really giving more thought to how I'm teaching um, the team that I manage? All of those things now are in my frame of the second year of what do I do with this information that I've acquired and put it to great use? How can I support Darden? That's the other part of, of this as well. Um, so I think the second year, you know, having a lighter schedule is is interesting too um because today it's it's on grounds weekend but i don't have classes today 
it's the first Friday in this whole experience that I've not had any classes. And for a minute, I had to check my schedule like five times and go, am I missing something? How do I not have a class today? What did, what did I do? But it's it was a thing that, I okay, I now need to be more in control of my destiny and schedule because Darden has now said, it's your time to figure out what's important to you. So as I look at the electives, um, I'm looking at the courses that might be a struggle for me or the things that I think are going to really enhance me next. Um, leading in uncertainty is is an amazing course that I'm in right now that is so critical right now in our time that it couldn't have been more timely for me to take this course uh, with what I do work-wise um, and personally as well. So I'm really excited about being, to, uh, being in this class and learning some of the techniques and, and skills from it. So for our listeners who are wondering, does Pam not have class on Fridays? I thought this was a weekend residency program where classes are Friday, Saturday, Sunday. When you get to the elective period, interestingly enough, there are electives that meet on Friday and there are electives that meet on Saturday and Sunday. Um, so depending upon the courses that you choose and where you are in terms of working towards your total number of credits, um, you might actually only be taking two electives in a particular quarter. And those electives may just meet on Saturday and Sunday. Maybe you're taking an asynchronous elective uh, that's self-paced. And so you don't have uh, Friday classes. Um, so I just throw that out there that, that to panel. Pam's point, there is schedule flexibility in the elective period, unlike what you encounter in the core where everything's really kind of set and you're, everybody has the same classes and moving through it as a group. Right. That, that's exactly right. And I think I think we have to think about the first year, right? You know, Darden is purpose, purposeful in how it's organized the courses. Um, and trust me that, you know, when you get to the second year, you start to realize, aha, this is why this is designed this way. Um, and what it means, right? The EL class, for example, along the way you take those, but we're going to take another one in the end. And as I'm thinking about this journey ending for me in a couple of months, it is about, okay, well, EL2, when we go for on-grounds in um, uh, learning in residence in, in Charlottesville, it's going to be digging deep about what is it that I'm seeing with all of this for me. And I'm I'm preparing myself for that now. Um, so those courses that you get to take that really do focus on you, like the coaching um, sessions, um, you know, career counseling, take advantage of them um, if, you, if you're here. Take advantage of them in a way that you say, okay, what, what can I get out of them? What is it that I need to, to help me and chart your course? That's the beauty of this too, right? You, you've got a framework at Darden that says, we know that this roadmap works, but the idea is that you can say, well, here's what my unique situations are and art articulate that and try to figure out a way with in, par in partnership with the staff to make it work for you. For folks who are wondering, EL is experiential learning. Uh, in, the, in the Executive MBA program, there's six credits uh, of experiential learning courses, of four, four courses at, at 1.5 credits. Uh, the first couple of experiential learning uh, courses are actually a continuation of the professional advancement course, which students now take uh, in this program during the January term. We actually just had our first year executive MBA students wrap up their, their PAC course as it's known, professional advancement course. And then a little bit later, uh, 
students take another sort of three credits of experiential learning. And, and my sense of that, uh, Pam, these, these credits have evolved a bit in, in the recent years is, is that it's focused on professional development. We can continue with some of the career investigation that you've been doing. Um, is that a fair description of those uh, second, uh, the second suite of um, experiential learning courses? That's exactly right. It's, you know, and it's, you know, the career portion of it is meeting different people to help you kind of think about what your model looks like. Um, I, I think it's also, you know, the introspective portion of it is is really good um, to really make. I think people figure out, okay, am I going to stay in the career that I'm in or am I going to switch as they go through the process? So you absolutely uh, described it accurately. Um, you know, the other part of it too, you know, if you own it, the one thing that it did help me see was I wanted to have a life coach afterwards. Um, and I wanted to have you know, someone, because the balance of work, education, you have to throw in health and wellness. And that's one of the things that I think our cohort should be proud of, too, is that we started a group um, on wellness. Um, and we did, we do walks, we do runs. It's about, you know, the holistic um, student gardener while you're here. So continuing that was a big part of my um, career model as I was going through um uh, EL and the, the career coaching aspect of it, of what else did I need in my life to be successful? I want to keep a life coach uh, in my life. I want to keep a fitness coach or in my life to, to a certain extent. So if I'm going to be a successful leader, I needed to be a happy and healthy leader as well. So those things I've now added into my practice as well. Well, I wonder, Pam, you're almost to the end of the program, not quite, but do you have a favorite memory from the program thus far? Wow, a favorite memory. Um, well, I have I have lots of them from the perspective of you know personally playing golf with a few of my uh, classmates was was fantastic. I don't get to do that often, but um, last summer we were out uh, at a local golf course here over in OGR, OGR weekend, uh, and that was fantastic um, to be with with Carter and Josh. So that actually made me feel really good. Um, being out there with two very, very strong golfers, and I was not necessarily so strong, but they were willing to teach me some of the techniques. So it was very, that was a memorable moment for me. Um, the, the Probably the most recent is during our time in Charlottesville um, and really just connecting with a core group of my classmates um, over dinner. Uh, and most people know that I don't typically always celebrate my birthday, but we were there um, for my birthday, and um, Anthony uh, did a surprise birthday party for me. But what it turned into was, you know, a group of us that have different views, um, thoughts, ideas, communicating, having conversation over a meal, um, and laughter was there. So that is going to be a, a memorable moment for me as well, where we came together, we broke bread, we celebrated, we had a good time together, and we talked about really deep topic, topics um, in the process of it. So that that will be a memorable moment um, as well. And I'm sure there are many, many more, and sorry if I've forgotten any friends, but but there are a lot. That's one just, just fresh in my mind about it. Oh, the Morocco trip. I, I can't I can't say that that was, that was at the top of the list too. Uh, my family went, Yael was our um, our guide uh, there, and we had a night of of dancing and just laughter with everyone too. So you can see, I do like the social aspect of what Darden brings as well. So um, those are those are memorable moments. 
And I was going to ask about global experiences. So you went on one global residency, it I sounds did. like. Yes, yes. Morocco was, was the one that I went on, and it was uh, an amazing trip. Um, I'm always a fan of cultures, and so to be able to go um, to Morocco and experience the different um, cities, beliefs, people, um, foods for sure, uh, and just understand business there and some of the interesting uh, areas that different countries all over the all over the world, right, are really being innovative in a way that we can all partner with them and we can all be a part of the story of, of making things happen globally. A couple more questions for you as, as we wrap up. Um, first, you know, what are you looking forward to in, in the months ahead? As mentioned, you got another you got electives right now, another quarter of electives, LR2 down in Charlottesville. But what else is, is exciting? Yeah, so I'm I'm planning some trips. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm I'm hoping to make a trip to Switzerland in the in the summer um, to do some things there. Um, I am hoping to personally get back to really running. Um, so I want to actually put uh, some time in and maybe challenge myself to not a full marathon, maybe another half marathon or ten miler uh, later this year. So I'm looking for that. Um, I'm, I'm actually really just looking for a bit of time to just decompress. I think it's really important, um, after, you know, a, an intense stint like this, that we do take time to just recollect ourselves and then figure out next. So that really is probably the primary thing that I'm looking forward to is, is just to decompress a little bit. That sounds like probably... The perfect thing to do after a, a very full executive MBA program. Uh, you mentioned your lead, leadership through certainty um, class. Uh, are there other electives that you're excited about, or something that you have circled that you're really really looking forward to? Yeah, defining moments is the it's the the other one. I'm reading uh, Jim Dieter's book Noun, um, which I you know you know it and it's courage in the workplace is essentially what the, the book is about um and i find um so often you know people don't know how to address these things and his book is wonderful and kind of having you think about a framework around it so i'm really excited about that course i will see him tomorrow and sunday so that's an exciting one or uh, that i'll see uh, in 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 a couple of hours actually um so those are two that I'm really excited about. Uh, going forward, the other one that I'm really excited about is um, EU and, and global markets and where the European Union plays in the world. Uh, I work for a global financial company, so big presence in, in Europe. So for me, I want to actually dive into that course. I'm really excited about, about that one as well. Um, and then I'm taking another leadership course um, where Dean Beersley is is running it as well. It's like strategies and leadership um, that I will be taking in Q10 that I'm excited about as well. So lots of leadership stuff that uh, that's on my plate right now. All right, last question for you here, Pam. Um, what's a piece of advice you would share with our prospective students? Obviously you've already given quite a bit, but maybe one more thought that you'd like to leave them with. Have fun. Have fun with, you know, the the getting to know people. Have fun with the education. Have fun in having the dialogues that you might have with not only the professors, the guests, the other your cohorts, 
because having bringing fun into it, you know, adds a little bit of easiness about having certain topics. And some of the topics can be heavy and you should dive into those topics. Do not be afraid to have those tough conversations in the safe space and in the room with the people who are trying to learn from you. Um, take those things into your educational experience and you will have a wonderful time at Darden. Um, so I don't think that there's anything else I could add other than those things that uh, that I would just say, have fun. Well, Pam, thank you so much for taking some time uh, for this conversation. It's great to great to see you as always. Look forward, actually, we'll be on grounds tomorrow and Sunday. So oh, look forward wonderful. to seeing you in person then. then. Then I will see you. I'm not sure if you're, we have a big party tomorrow night. So I'm very excited about that as well, because it's probably one of our last big hurrahs um, before before we graduate. So it should be a, a fun time. What are y'all doing for the party? I have to ask. Oh, well, uh, our social chair, Paul Blair, actually uh, uh, reserved a rooftop restaurant in Washington, D.C. on the waterfront. Uh, it is a cocktail event, so uh, we are going to get a little dressed up. But it's DJ, it's it's hors d'oeuvres, it's food, it's drinks. It's the, it's the whole holiday spirit, if you will. Uh, so I'm looking forward to dancing and, and really just having a good time with our classmates as our last big party. Well, that sounds so nice. Well, thank you again for coming on the podcast to share your story. And so excited for you and your classmates as you close out the program. Good to see you, Brett. And that was my interview with Pam Peace, a second year student in our executive MBA class of 2024. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. You can be reached at exec, that's E-X-E-C, MBA at dart.virginia.edu. Until next time, stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.